When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today we're going to talk about what it takes to be a good podcast host because so many speakers out there host their own shows. How can you up your game when you're the host? And our guest today is Robert Kennedy III. Hey, Robert, welcome back to Speakernomics because you were a guest like 14 months ago. All right. Well, you know what? I'm a speaker, so let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Robert Kennedy III. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Tom, I'm, I'm, com- I'm coming to the stage, and uh, some of us aren't as handsome as you, so we got to bring some theme music. Hey, I love that, Robert. <laughs> I love that. So, so, Robert, what are your two tips for speakers on how to be a better podcaster? You know what? I, I have one big thing that I hear on podcasts, which is podcast hosts just kind of rambling along and not really sure what the takeaway is. So one tip that I have is, Before you enter the episode, what do you want for the audience to get out of it? Have one big value bomb that you're hoping to extract from the episode. That's number one. Number two is if you have a guest, act like you know them. Learn a little bit about them. Figure out how to connect with them. And when they come on the podcast, maybe say something familiar that they can connect with. And so it's easier for you to act like your old friends, like you know each other instead of Two strangers passing in the night. <laughs> those yes. are awesome. Those are awesome. And we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about those in a second. But for those of you who don't know Robert Kennedy III, he teaches real estate agents and real estate professionals how to tell their stories and show up with more confidence on video. He's been a professional speaker for over five years, and his background is really eclectic. He was a high school teacher. He was a college professor. He owned an e-learning company. He also has a background in radio, and you can tell that from his buttery radio voice every time he speaks. (laughs) And he has a background also as a real estate agent, so he knows what he's doing when he's teaching his customers. So, Robert, you have done over 500 episodes of your podcast, and you've been a guest on over 300 episodes of other people's podcasts. So, really quick, let's look at these two tips that you have. When you talk about having that takeaway of value, really quick, what do you mean? Well, if I'm a real estate professional, or if that's my expertise, or let's not use real estate, let's say my expertise is sales, and I have somebody that is a sales expert come on to my show, Sales is a really big field. So what is it that I want? What's the one question that if an audience member could take it away, they would be like, oh my gosh, that was super valuable. I didn't even have to listen to the episode. That one nugget was gold for me. What is that one thing that you hope to bring out? What's that thing that you're going to dig out? And that really helps you to frame some questions as well. So you're just not randomly shooting in the dark. Yeah, that is so important. I fully am in agreement with you. And your second tip was make, make that guest feel comfortable. Be, be like your friends. How does somebody get to that? Well, 
most people, especially these days, have something online. It may be as simple as a website that they have. It may be their LinkedIn, their Facebook, their Twitter profile, something on social media. And chances are they've posted something. It may be something professional. It may be something personal. If you saw somebody post something about they had a birthday recently and they had a pineapple upside down cake for their birthday, I might start out with, hey, Tom, how was that pineapple upside down cake? Man, I love pineapple upside down. Now Tom lights up and Tom's like, dude. Who doesn't love pineapple upside down cake? Dude, that's the best cake ever. I mean, we're going to get into that. We're going to get emails from people going, I'm the one. I don't like pineapple upside down cake. But uh, Robert and I, big, big fans. That's like me and Crystal Washington and candy corn. Love candy corn. Ooh, ooh. I, I'm a little bit candy corn neutral, but I, as I get older, I lean a little farther to the no, no on the candy Come corn. Side. But I love Come you. On, I love God. you and Crystal. So I'll, I'll give candy corn. I'll give candy corn another chance. All so, right. All right. I appreciate it. So we actually did something a little different just now. And that is we moved through Robert's two tips about how to be a better podcast host kind of quickly. We're only four and a half minutes into this episode, and you're thinking, Tom, you've already blown through the tips. Why are you moving so fast? Well, we have a little special surprise, kind of a big announcement in this episode, Uh and that is, this is my last episode as the host of Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I started the show in partnership with NSA two years ago. In fact, the first week of January of 2021 was the first episode of the show. And 104 episodes later, it's time that I pass the reins over to somebody else. And it's bittersweet because it's time to move on. It's time for the show to get a little kick in the pants, maybe some new life. You heard him in the introduction. He played some music. I immediately saw where we're going to go with speakernomics it's <laughs> it's going to get it's going to get a little a little bit of a robert flash to it going forward but i would like to introduce to all of the audience of the national speakers association and everybody who's not even a member but who loves this show i would like to introduce to you right now the new host of speakernomics robert kennedy the 3rd robert i'm about at the end of this episode to hand over the baby to you so i have a couple questions for you wow Number one, yep. let's talk about your podcasting experience. What is your background as a, as a podcaster? And we said that you've hosted over 500 episodes, so you're certainly ready to take this chair. Well, first of all, before I, I answer questions, you're still podcast hosting me. I, I want to turn this back around on you for a second here. You kind of went by that whole this is your last episode thing really quickly in such an upbeat Tone, I'm like, dude, you're trying to get out of here. I was expecting to hear, ladies and gentlemen, this is my last episode. Oh my gosh, this is so, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to hear something sad, Tom. Come on, man, we, we, we got uh, we, we, we to gotta get a little bit of uh, there's, sadness in here. There's a little tear yeah. in my eye because yeah. it has been okay. probably the biggest honor of my speaking yeah. career and my 12 years in the National Speakers Association, Yeah, creating this program, hosting this program, and the 100 plus people I've had the opportunity to interview and the opportunity to really, you know, get to meet so many people. I get so many notes from people I've never met before from the speaker world. And again, this show is not just about the National Speakers Association. This is the podcast for people who want to learn how to build a better speaking business 
and make more money as a speaker. And I get these, these DMs on social media, or I get emails from people who say how much that episode really spoke to what they needed to go through or the timing of this. Cause we started the episode. We were still in the middle of COVID lockdowns. The speaking business had been rocked so hard that I, I get notes from people who said that episode was exactly what I needed to hear today or the transparency of that guest of the struggles that they went through or my transparency with some things I've added. I, I love it when I've heard from people. So I am going to miss it quite a bit. Yeah. But like I said, there comes a time when for something to continue to grow and shine, you need a little bit of fresh blood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. I just, I wanted to honor you and I want you to, to, to take a moment to, to marinate in that for, for just a second, because it, well, it's you. an honor to come after you. And it's not just this throw it over to Robert thing. You, you've done a fantastic <laughs> job in a tough circumstance, because you mentioned most of your work was in this pandemic season, right? Where everybody was a little bit chaotic, a little bit uncertain, had to focus differently. And so hearing your voice had to be a sense of comfort and consistency and warmth for a lot of people as well. So I want to offer you kudos and honor you for that, man. I appreciate you. Well, and I also want to honor the 25 or 30 year history of Voices of Experience, Yeah, the audio program from the National Speakers Association that used to come with the magazine. It started off as a cassette tape, then later it became a CD. And every month when we would get the speaker magazine, this would come. And, and you know, long before I was eligible to be a member of the National Speakers Association, I subscribed to the magazine. And then when I became a member, all of a sudden the CD started coming with it. And I would put it in my car. And back then they recorded all those episodes at the national convention, which we now call influence. But the back then it was the summer convention and they recorded hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. And then they would drop about three hours per month into these CDs. And I can remember driving in my car, listening to people like Patricia Fripp or, you know, um, just all of the legends of our industry sharing sort of their thoughts and ideas of how to do the business. And again, that was a major thing, but the world changed. Things shifted over to podcasting. You didn't have three hours, you know, to do the same type of thing. We wanted things that were more current, more up to date. So most of Speakernomics was always recorded one to two weeks before you heard it. So things were, you know, a little bit more, uh, although they're evergreen, they were a little bit more current with what was going on during that pandemic because so many things were shifting. So I also want to give honor to everybody who hosted Voices of Experience uh, long before we ever created Speakernomics, because this is just the next generation of NSA's audio programming to help help members and others grow and be better. Love it. Love it. So now back to your question. Yeah. Totally tell me about your podcasting. background. <laughs> <laughs> so my podcasting. Wow. That's, that's big. I did my first podcast back in 2011. And that was back in the day when we had Google Hangouts. My very first podcast was on Google Hangouts. So I don't know why I chose Google Hangouts at the time, except there were there were some podcasts around and they were all audio podcasts. I wanted to do something a little bit different and I wanted to have I wanted to see my guests. Right. And so I did this video podcast on Google Hangout. And then, of course, I would strip the audio out and upload it. But I had some really fantastic people that were on that first ep- that first group of podcasts. I had uh, Chris Brogan. I had Tom Ziegler on that podcast. And it was just a fantastic learning experience for me. So I did probably about 
30 episodes of that first podcast. My second podcast, I did about 50 episodes. And then my next one, I went up to 100 episodes. And so um, I'm about six podcasts in right now. So it's it's been a fantastic experience. Nice. Well, I, I I will admit I started my show, which is called Making Waves at Sea Level. It was originally called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Mm. Uh, I started that eight years ago, and I was doing it twice a week for a long time. So I've I've gotten up now to 800, 800 episodes, and through that, I then was contracted with three associations and a company over time mm-hmm. to be their professional podcast host. I never dreamed when I did that first interview of a guy named Brian Manell, who is an entrepreneur in Austin. He was episode number one of cool things entrepreneurs do. Wow. I never dreamed that that would lead to being a paid podcast host, getting the chance to host NSA's speakernomics. And then just a couple of weeks ago, the association that I now work for called the Austin technology council, we launched a new show called Austin tech connect where I have the ability to go go and, and interview some of the top entrepreneurs in the technology community in Austin. And I've learned so much from being a host. And that's what I tell every speaker who's interested. And I've spoken to a bunch of chapters about how to host your own podcast. If you want to do it, you have no idea what doors it can open up because you will meet so many people. Yeah. You'll learn so many new skills of using the spoken word because it's different than being on stage, right? It is. And who would think this is a great time to be alive, man? Who would think that being a podcast host is a career choice or a career path, something that you can get paid for. I certainly couldn't have said to my parents 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, just sitting at home and recording stuff on my computer and talking to people. <laughs> so, so Robert, what are your thoughts about Speakernomics in 2023? Any, any, any changes, anything you're going to shake up? What are you going to do? Well, you know, I, I don't have everything fully fleshed out because this is such a phenomenal role. I'm looking back at all that you've done. I'm looking back at voices of experience. And I think one of the ideas that I have so far is I want to hear even more from our audience. So there is a segment that we're going to be including where we'll allow our audience to send voicemails in or send audio messages in that we'll play on the podcast. And so if you're interested, if you're if, if your interest is already peaked by hearing that, let's figure out how to make that happen. I don't have the technical logistics worked out yet, but we're going to figure that out. Get ready. Listen in. Nice. That's awesome. So is there anyone you hope to interview? Is there anybody that you're like, you know what, if I'm going to host Speakernomics, it would be great if I could interview Speaker X. Well, I don't know about speaker, but I'm I'm trying to go all the way to the top. Let's let's go with some presidents. I mean, I, the, I would love to interview uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama together. Fascinating. Well, you know what's interesting? I mean, I, I didn't know that was going to be your answer, but you know what's interesting is people always <laughs> sort of mocked. They sort of mocked George W. Bush that he wasn't that good of a speaker. Yeah. I got to see him speak after he was president, mm-hmm. and he was actually a great orator. And I asked somebody who knew him yeah. why, and they said that when he was president, he felt he had to be president. But once he was done being president, he just got to be George. Right. And on stage, he let George out. And when he let George out, he was actually a pretty good speaker. Yeah. And so he would be actually a fun person yeah. to have on the show yeah. because of exactly that. Right. I mean, just what, what, how, how, do, how does he look at the spoken word? And of course, one of the greatest orators of our lifetime, of course, is Barack Obama. So that, yeah. uh, together or separate, those would be, those would be great gets. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, you know what? We're at the exact halfway point 
of this episode. Yeah. So if I could have some music, Robert, if I could have some upbeat music, some thrive sound right now, okay. I'm going to pass you the, the golden microphone of Speakernomics and you are going to become the host of the show. Give me that that that, that lead in. Well, we're going to break a rule because this is a this is a podcast episode. A lot of times we try to keep podcast episodes evergreen, right? But we're recording this right around the holiday season. So for our music, I'm going to use some holiday music. How nice. about this? Perfect. Let's go, Robert. What's in your stocking? <laughs> your stocking does not have coal in it. I don't know. What is this package, Robert? Unwrap the package. Oh my goodness! He unwraps the package, and it's like that commercial where they get where they get home insurance. The kids get home insurance for Christmas. Robert, you have just received the greatest gift of your lifetime: the hostship of Speakernomics, ladies and gentlemen. Of Speakernomics, ladies and yes. gentlemen. I present to you the new host <laughs> of Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association, Robert Kennedy the Third. See, my sound effects are just me making mouth noises. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. It is now time for I appreciate it. All right, good. All right. So listen, you started out with me asking this question, and I want to turn it right back over to you. You asked me about tips for being a fantastic podcast host. What are your two tips? So tip number one is don't be overplanned or overscripted. And tip number two mm-hmm. is have some fun with the guests. So when you let's dig into that overscripted part just a little bit. I remember when I first started, I didn't have a script. My first few podcast episodes, I just went in and I shot from the hip. And maybe because I was a speaker of sorts, I had a teaching background, it wasn't too bad. But for the average person that comes in, what are some of the basics as far as scripting goes that they need to have? Well, obviously, you need to know where you want to go. Like you said, know what the point of value that you want and kind of have an idea of where we're going to do it. So the way I've done this with all the shows, but certainly with Speakernomics, is I start off with what's called the themology. And I tell the guest today, and like in this case, we started off with how to be a better podcast host if you're a speaker. So that's the themology. And then they give me tip number one and tip number two. And sometimes then I ask them, is there anything specific you'd like me to ask you that opens you up? But other than that, I don't have seven questions in a lightning round. In fact, there's a lot of podcasts out there where people ask every single guest the same seven questions, and then they have that four-question fast answer lightning round. And after about the sixth show you've listened to, how many times when they say, what's your favorite book? And somebody says, you know, think and grow rich. You're like, yeah, you know, four of the six guests said the same thing. So I try not to be scripted in that manner. The other thing is, if you've listened to Speakernomics, you know, uh, about a third, about over half the guests have told me, wow, that's one of the best introductions I've ever heard on a podcast for themselves. They're like, can I, can I tape that and play that everywhere I go? And the reason is, and we did this today and the other time I interviewed you, I don't ask for your bio. Right. And I literally, before we hit record, I ask every speaker, all right, imagine that we're sitting in a coffee shop having a cup of coffee or we're in a bar having a beer and my friend joins us who who you've never met. And the three of us have a great time. So much fun that you, Mr. Guest or Ms. Guest, you decide to buy the next round and you run over to the bar or to the barista. And as soon as you're out of earshot, my friend turns to me and says, oh my gosh, you know, Robert Kennedy III is awesome, 
but what does he do? Right. And then I asked the guest before we hit record, tell me in your own, in my words, what I would tell my friend you do. And then the guest kind of gives me a little bit about who they are, what they've done, what their background is. And then when I hit record and I introduce the guest, I'm looking at a couple of bullet points and I just make it up. And over half the time, it's a great introduction. Sometimes I miss the mark and I don't care. It's my show. So <laughs> I'm not over scripted on the introduction. I'm not over scripted on the, on the questions, but I do know where we're going to go. So that's, that's that tip. Number one is right. know your direction, but, but don't be planned. Let it be a conversation like two friends sitting around, you know, chewing, chewing the whatever. Right. So you're, you're probably closing in on a thousand podcast episodes over that between yeah. your own podcast and speakernomics and some others yep. that you've done. What would you say are some of the biggest two biggest things that you've learned over that time, because I'm sure when you started, you're probably not doing the same things that you were doing then. Now, what, what are some things that you've learned? Well, one of the things I've learned is that you need to let the guest be free to be themselves and, and you want to be able to, to guide them through that. But the other thing is you can't let the guest take control. And so you can't, you know, let the, if they start rambling, you've got to jump in. If they go off in a different direction, you go in. If they try to say something shocking, there was one guest who I could tell intentionally said something and he was quoting someone else. So it wasn't, wasn't a, a, him saying, but it was kind of a, like a shock jock type thing. Right. And I just let a pause happen. And I said, yeah, I'm not even sure what to do with that. And I went back to my initial question. So you can't <laughs> let the guest take over the show. You have to take, keep control of the show right. and, and know what it is you want to do. The other thing is sometimes, and not so much on speakernomics because we've been pretty clear when we prep guests, but sometimes people come on and they just want to sell their stuff, buy my book, hire me to speak, you know, uh, get on my coaching program, whatever. Right. And it's, it's pulling them back from that and getting them to give the meat. So if they give a, a, an answer that's only half baked, it's like that. I always go, that's great. Yeah. Can we go deeper? Because I don't understand what you mean by that. And I make them give their content to the audience. So I've learned that while you want the guests to be free, you want it to be friendly. My second tip is have fun with them, right? It's kind of like what you said, be their friend. Right. At the same time, it's your show. You have to keep control. So that's one of the big things that I've learned. And I think it's made me a better interviewer now that I've done well over a thousand interviews between all the podcasts. I love it. I love it. You asked me about who my favorite interview would be, or my dream interview would be. You've had some fantastic guests on as well. Who would you say was your favorite or most memorable interview? Wow. I mean, you're asking me to choose between my children. These are, these, these are professional speakers yeah. that I interviewed. This is, this is, Come a, on, this is Tom, 100, you can do it. It's 100 professional speakers that I interviewed. Yeah. You know, I've been very fortunate in the fact that I knew maybe about a third to half of the guests at least knew of them because of my active involvement with the National Speakers Association. But half of them, I, I didn't know. So it really was an enjoyment to be able to unpack mm -hmm. and, and learn about everybody. But the, the one that is the most memorable is the one that never happened. And I've shared this before on Speakernomics, and it really does hit me in a, in a positive, just filled with love, joy in, in my heart. And that was after Influence in Las Vegas in 2021, we asked Jeannie Robertson mm. to come on Speakernomics. Wow. And I knew I knew her not very well, but I knew her. And she said, you know what? I will do that for you, Tom. Yes, I will come on the show. And she asked me to set it up with Patrick Henry, who's a very good friend of mine and lived around the corner from her. And he helped produce her online video show that she did every weekend during the pandemic. And so she goes, I want Patrick there to help me with the tech and all this. So 
Patrick and I set it up, and on a Thursday afternoon, Jeannie and I had a half-hour pre-call. And I usually don't do pre-calls with guests. I like them to be totally spontaneous, but she asked for this call. And who's going to say no to Jeannie Robertson? Of course, I would jump on a call with her for 30 minutes. Right. So we jumped on the phone, and we talked about what the Speakernomics episode was going to be. And it was going to be about storytelling and about you know how, how to find your stories and how to keep, keep your stories. She told me about all her yellow pad notebooks and all this different stuff and finding the humor in everyday life. Life. And we had such a fun conversation and the, the interview, this was on a Thursday, the interview was going to be on Monday. And I think it was that Saturday, Jeannie passed away wow. and Patrick called me and, and I remember just being so, so sad, not because I missed the interview, but because the opportunity to have had her on this show would have been so special to me and to everybody who listened. So what we ended up doing was about a month later, I interviewed Patrick Henry mm-hmm. about storytelling, finding the stories and the humor, because he's a humorist. But he also, you know, Jeannie was like a second mother to him. I mean, she was a mentor and a friend to him. So we interviewed him in, 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 in on that subject, but in tribute to the life of Jeannie Robertson and what, what he learned from her. So that would probably be the episode that never happened. And then the one that happened in its place were the ones that I'm, I'm kind of swelling up with a little bit of emotion telling you the story is the one that that really hits me in in my heart. Wow. I remember as you reflect on her influence speech, I remember sitting in that audience and just being enthralled at the mastery and how she wove through story after story and even started one story and then went to five others and then came back to the same story that she started with and the ease with which she did that. So I can imagine that was with anticipation that you were hoping for the interview, but then when it didn't happen, the emotion that must have gone through you in that moment. So thank you for sharing that. So let's, let's ask one more question and then we'll, we'll move to wrapping here. Who would you say is your dream interview? Who would you want to interview most? So when I started the show, I told Rhett and Matt on the staff of NSA that my dream guest would have been Tony Robbins. Now, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, he's not really a speaker anymore, right? He's this giant icon. But but if you go back 30 years, Tony Robbins was this young guy who sort of helped create some of the persona of the speaking business. And not that I have any desire. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be like that. But you got to admire somebody yeah. who came from nothing, who was able to do that through the use of the spoken word. And I just thought he would have been such an amazing guest to have on this show. And every time I interviewed someone who had connections to that level of fame, Like I never had anybody really famous, famous, but like Mark Victor Hansen knows him. When I interviewed Mark, Mark tried to make a connection for me. Someone else who had like a second tier connection to him tried to make a connection and nothing ever panned out. And I never really went for it, but that would have been the guest that if I could have interviewed, uh, Speakernomics would have had a big gold star stuck on it for me uh, forever. It still does, but that would have been the that would have been the cat's meow, if you will, uh, uh, the the sprinkles on top of the cupcake uh, for this experience. And so, Robert, if you can interview Tony Robbins, I will tune in and listen. <laughs> well, let's let, hook me up with some of your connections, and then we'll we'll really do the full core press on this thing, man. So yes, let's, let's claim that and make that happen. I love it. All right. Well, listen, you are leaving us, Tom, for the very last time. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice or tip to any speakers out there who are looking to grow their business and are considering podcasting as a mechanism for that? So if you're going to start a podcast, 
you have to do it on a regular basis. And I don't think monthly is often enough because to get really good at something, I mean, it took me 300 episodes of cool things entrepreneurs do or are now making waves at sea level. Mm-hmm. It took me about 300 episodes. I, I one time heard uh, uh, in Speaker Magazine, before I was a professional speaker, Roxanne Emmerich was interviewed. And I'm probably paraphrasing what she said a little bit, but this goes back like 15 years, 14 years. She was interviewed and she said, if you really want to be great as a speaker, you're going to have to give 300 professional level speeches before you're going to be able to handle whatever comes your way. Mm. And when I read that, I'd given like 10 professional and by professional level, she meant you didn't put on the event. It's not you speaking to your sales team. This is where you were invited to be the featured speaker, whether you were paid or not. Somebody reached out to you, said, we'd like to give you the stage. And so she said, you're going to have to do 300 before you're ever really going to be great. And at the time I thought 300, I'll never get to 300 and somewhere around my 300 speech. Cause I've now given well over a thousand professional level speeches somewhere around the 300 speech. I was able to handle things. And what happened, I remember the event. I was speaking at an event and the power went out in the hotel and the room had windows. So we weren't in blackness and it was about 200 people. So it wasn't so big that I couldn't project without a microphone. So I drew attention to it and I kept us going. And as I was about to wrap it up, the lights came on. The hotel rumbled as the power came on. My PowerPoint had been gone. I was winging the whole half hour yeah. uh, as far as what was up next and what I was saying. And as the lights came on, I stopped. I stepped to the left. I looked to the right and I looked at the audience and I said, a great speaker illuminates their audience. And I've done some stand-up. I've never gotten a bigger <laughs> laugh. I've never gotten a standing ovation in the middle of a keynote and things like that. And then I did my closing story and wrapped it up. And afterwards, someone came up to me and said, Tom, do you have a line stored in your brain for anything that happens? And I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. He goes, well, that line about a great speaker illuminates his audience. It was classic. And I said, it it just came to me and I said it. At speech number three, I wouldn't have followed my gut. I wouldn't have gone with that little tingle in the back of my head that said, say this. At speech 300, I was able to do it. Yeah. Same thing is true for podcasting. You're going to have to do hundreds of episodes before you're going to get great at it. So you have to have a cadence. That's why my original show I did twice a week. I knew I would get to 300 faster. I now do once a week, but I also host three other shows. So I'm doing three or four shows a week. But I think that that's the thing. My advice is if you want to do it, you have to be in it for the long game. Most podcasts die between seven and 12 episodes because people get busy. They don't seem to have the listenership. They thought they were going to be, you know, have a show like Joe Rogan by the third week and it doesn't happen and they get busy. Life comes in, they have a speaking gig out of town and their show dies. So my advice is if you want to get into this game, longevity is the secret to being great at it. I love it. I love it. And I know this is your last episode and I'm moving into the next, into the microphone or the speaker's chair next but I want to get back over to you to do one last close. Take it away, man. All right, Robert, thank you for being the final guest of Tom Singer's version of Speakernomics. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened, not to just to this show, but for the last 104 episodes over the last two years. And I want all of you to continue to join Robert every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money and have a better business as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast. Robert, say it with me. Speak, get paid, repeat.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.